Hello, and welcome to ISP Six Figure Realtor Podcast. I'm Bibi Bengochea, Six Figure Realtor, best-selling author of Realtor 90 Day Kickstart, the guide to earn six figures with the intuitive selling process. I'm your coach and founder of the intuitive selling process. This podcast will teach you to think outside the box. ISP Intuitive Selling Process is law of attraction meets real estate, bringing you an array of top producing realtors, entrepreneurs, and successful people who think outside the box. You're listening to episode one, Dream Big, Facts Tell, Stories Sell. And today we have an amazing guest. He's a superstar and a rising star in YouTube. He has five team members. He's a social media marketing coach. He's also founded the 2020 Vision Events, YouTuber with over 60,000 followers top producing millennial in San Diego, ranked the number eight agent in Century 21 and top number 1% in San Diego County. He is crushing it and in his fifth year in real estate with over 54 escrows closed in 2019. With over 120,000 social media followers, two viral videos, and the list goes on. And I'm super proud to present Gabe Mendez. Woohoo! Hey, baby, how's it going? <laughs> how's that introduction? <laughs> I was like, I'm like, man, she has a long breath to hold all that in and talk about. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's awesome. It, you know, it, it's incredible to like when you have someone say that out loud. It's like a different feeling, right? Versus like being in the moment, like and going through the work every single day. I think it's kind of difficult to like for me personally to absorb all that information. But just to hear you say it, I'm like, wow, pretty cool. Listen, just reading your bio and knowing about you and getting to know you, it's so inspiring. And this podcast is about six figures, realtors that are struggling in their business and want to earn six figures or those that are wanting to go into the seven figure range. And I feel that you're such an amazing person uh, for influential and how, how did you get started with your channel? Where did all this come from? I mean, you've been in the business only five years, so this is amazing. How did you get your success so quickly? Because that's kind of not the norm in our business. That's a, that's a really good question. And I th- it, everything kind of plays on itself when it's supposed to happen. And I, I say that because I, I talk to a lot of agents who are new in the business and they're wanting to get to somewhere quickly. They're overcoming adversity and things are happening but one thing that i found out throughout my career and even just in life is things happen when they're supposed to happen and how they're supposed to happen and it's it's kind of weird because i've learned to like kind of go with the flow of life and not resist really what's happening but to kind of accept it and move into it so it's the best way that i can explain it but to answer your question when i got when i first was introduced into real estate by a buddy of mine I was doing multi-level marketing, so I was selling shakes. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those companies where you yes, like... Yes, MLM, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, multi-level. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I was that guy knocking on your door um, with a bag of shakes and a blender trying to sell you some <laughs> stuff. And But here's the cool thing. I did really well. 
And I had a lot of people be extremely receptive to that. And I believe multi-level marketing gave me so many skills that transferred over into real estate. So it made it very easy for me. A buddy of mine was noticing, he was like, dude, Gabe, you're killing it in multi-level marketing. And if you're able to help all of these people with weight loss, with shakes at night, he's like, you can do so much with real estate during the morning. I have an idea for you, an idea for you, he says. So I'm like, what's going on? I'd like for you to be my assistant and my transaction coordinator from eight in the morning to about four o'clock at night. After that, you can clock out, go do your shakes, and I'll pay you $500 per file. I'm like, done, let's do it. So I jump on board with him uh, for one year. I'm a part of his team. They're top producing. It's like three of them. So I end up doing almost a hundred files that year. And wow. it was it was cool, but I developed an eye twitch. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. that could happen to us in our business. Yeah. 1, it's it's so I developed an eye twitch and it's still here till this day. But you know, <laughs> I, I learned a lot about the contracts in the back end of the process and they encouraged me to get my license or study for my license. December of 2013, I received my license, but I didn't go I didn't get into real estate sales full time until May of 2015. So this is where everything kind of comes into play to answer your question. Um when I Everything happens for a reason, right? So I got into multi-level marketing and I took a phone call from a friend and I decided to be his assistant. Um, I didn't jump into sales right away, but I did a few years later. Um, and that was right when my multi-level marketing business was finished. My career was finishing. And so I, and, um, I ended up getting a job. So my career had finished in multi-level marketing, but there was an amazing opportunity to take a job, a state job with the Department of Corrections um, with with. So I took the position for six months from January of 2015, excuse me, for five months from January till May. And for me, after being self-employed for so many years and watching my business do well and the ups and the downs and having to coach people, mentor people, I figured, you know what? I think it's just time for me to focus on myself and not pour so much into other people. And I think I needed a break. Well, that break was the biggest blessing in disguise because that gave me the, the contrast that I needed from being self-employed business owner to going back to a nine to five. And I quickly fell, I felt like I was going into depression, depression because I wasn't doing any personal development. I wasn't communicating. I wasn't having normal interactions with different types of scenarios on a daily basis. I wasn't helping people uh, change their mindset and their financial freedom. I was doing nothing with my life except tra tra trading my time for money. So I kind of felt like a little depression and around month four or five, when you when you say that you are falling into depression, because a lot of people that are going through shifts in life tend to think that's a bad thing. But it's that contrast that you were mentioning that really takes you into the direction that, you know, God, whatever higher, whatever belief system people have is directing you where you need to go. So when that was happening, this is where you kind of went into getting your license. So I had my license. I just wasn't using it at this time. Okay. okay. I had it. I just wasn't using it. And, and you're right about that. The depression thing, you know, it really depends on the person's mindset and the mental toughness, the toughness that they have. This is why it's so important. This is why that expression of birds of a feather flock together, right? In order for you to soar with the eagles, you can't flock with the pigeons. You have to be around. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, you have to flock with the right crew. You don't, don't flock with me unless you, you know, you're soaring. So anyway, I say that because I was blessed enough to have people around me who, 
who talked about personal development, who wanted to go to seminars, people who were geeking out on creating vision boards and every six months creating vision boards and doing their to-do list every single day. I loved being a part of that. But when I took the job, I didn't have that. And so I felt into this depression. So luckily I had that support system around me to say, hey man, you can't do it. Come back to the, come back to the, come back to the dark side, self-employment. Um, so May of 2015, I showed up to the uh, prison one day and I decided to quit that day just unexpectedly. I walked into the prison. I sat down at my desk. The lady across from me, she was at that time around 60 years of age. And she was talking about how she had like four years left to get full retirement benefits at like 95% of her pay. And I knew how much she was getting paid and I knew how old she was. But she was, and then she began to complain about everyone around her. Man, I can't stand my coworkers. I can't do it. Gabe, you have no idea when I retire. I'm going to be so happy. And in that moment, I just saw my entire life flash ahead of me. I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't get out of here now, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life chasing a $100 pay increase every single year. And I'm going to be here until I'm older, fighting for a manager position. I don't want that. I scared the crap out of myself. I pushed my desk back. I walked over to the supervisor. I told him I wanted to resign from, from work. I, I did it an hour later. I walked out of the prison with a resignation letter and I had no plans. I had nothing. I didn't have a lead. I didn't have a pipeline. I had three months worth of savings, it, but it just felt so right. I had this peace in my heart and I just knew it was going to be okay. And that's where my journey of real estate started. That's amazing. It's, you know, one of the things that my, you know, my book is like, obviously it's law of attraction meets real estate. And we kind I love attraction. I kind of come across you. And then as I started getting to know you, I'm like, oh my God, we're even like in certain uh, groups that <laughs> we are part of. And I didn't even know that. Right. Yeah. I shared that with you in one of our conversations. And what I love about your story is number one, you're very authentic. I, by the way, I love the video when you propose to your fiance. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And you say, and guys, you know what? You got to follow him on YouTube. He's got amazing content and he's so organic and authentic. And that's one of the things that I'm drawn to him. And I talk about being authentic, being vulnerable, sharing with others. A lot of people that I know in this business, when I always tell them, you kind of have to put yourself out there. You are a public person when you're a realtor. Because Pete, you're, you're doing like their biggest investment. So you go through all this, you get, you hide your license, you leave your job and you have three months of savings. What did you do next from there? Um, the, right after that, I, I went home and I did the only thing I knew what to do. And I needed to start with a clean slate. It, uh, my mind's kind of weird. I'm not sure. I haven't really researched it to find out if this has anything to do with success at all. And I'm sure it does to a certain extent. At that time, I didn't know. But I went home and I did the only thing I knew I knew I could do. I cleaned out my entire car. I got I, I washed it. I threw all the trash out of it. I went home. I cleaned my entire bedroom. I disinfected everything, washed everything, did all the sheets. I went into my closet. I started. And again, I can't I can't tell you why I did this. I, this was just the first thing that I did. I didn't cry. I didn't get a drink. I didn't text anybody. I went home like at 11 o'clock in the morning and I'm cleaning everything out. Once I did that, I sat back. It was probably around three o'clock in the afternoon by this time I finished. 
And I sat back in my chair and I looked at everything. I'm like, cool. I feel good. I have a strong foundation. Now, now what? So then I went into multi-level marketing mode. I'm like, well, I need to start prospecting and deliver, create a business. So I created like a little vision board for myself. I started playing, uh, thinking, grow rich, the audio book in the background. And I just started, I just started coming up with a list of people that I knew and a cold calling list of a place that I wanted to start my real estate business. And I got everything ready for the for Friday, which was the next day and that weekend. So I kind of just prep myself, I guess. If I can summarize it, I prep myself. I don't like when there's too much congestion or too much trash everywhere, I get overwhelmed, I kind of shut down. But when my environment around me is clean and I'm happy in my environment, I can think freely. So I think I kind of went instinctual and I kind of just did what I thought was best. And that kind of put me on a good foundation to get started with, okay, now what do I do now that everything so I did that. I looked at my finances. I kind of knew I wanted to get into real estate. I knew I had to invest some money into a headshot, a website, clothes. Um, I knew I had to do all that stuff. So I set a plan for myself to, to execute. It's kind of what first immediate thing I did. It's, it's interesting because one of the things that I like was your, uh, you, well, we've talked about dress for success. And this episode is about dream big. And in chapter five, in the intuitive selling process, which is the Realtor 90 Day Kickstart, which is the book I wrote, I talk about perception and, you know, doing the vision board. And here we are with your story that you went, you did a vision board, you did your finances, you cleaned out your area, you were aligning yourself. And intuitively, you were just connecting to what you knew you had to do to kind of think straight, to have clarity with your next moves. So it's, it's very interesting that you did a vision board because you were actually focusing your obviously right. and, and, and you just left your job so it's it's kind of like that's and drastic that's it, really drastic that's amazing and that and that kind of ties into what I was telling you earlier that when I when we first got on the podcast that I kind of learned to follow the flow of whatever happens and I guess the word is intuition is intuition like I instinctively kind of already knew what I needed to do. And I just followed it. I didn't resist it. I didn't think logically like, oh, no, I left my job. I don't have health insurance. And I didn't get emotional about it either, which is weird. I didn't get I didn't fall in depression. I wasn't sad. I was really happy, if anything. But I didn't think logically and I didn't think emotionally. I just kind of went with my gut instinct and was kind of pulling in these different directions. That's what it kind of I guess to summarize it, it, it guided me and it led me. Right. right. Whatever that is, if, if it's your higher power, if it's God, I believe in God. Yes. And I think too. that's what it was. I, I think that's what it was for me personally, that God was just telling me, all right, son, I got you. You're following my plan finally. Yeah. And let's kind of go through with it. And that's, yeah, the foundation of it. That's where it started. Yeah, definitely for me. God is like my center. And, you know, I always tell people I'm just a filter. One of the things I've noticed is that you love to serve the community. You love to help people. Of, of your business, you created a team. So as you got into the business, as you were working for yourself, where did you see the vision that you started incorporating social media? Because, I mean, I read your introduction and it was amazing. Most of your business comes from Instagram and Facebook, correct? Right. How did you, how did you vision that? Where did you, you're a millennial. My book was written for millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I even attracted that. So I'm totally like LOA person. 
And I didn't even, you know, sorry, when I was, when I was, he's a millennial. You're and good. I for millennial. Yes. And I talk about that because it was exactly what you did. What I talk about in my book is exactly what you did in your career. And when you started doing your social media, right? Obviously you didn't come, you didn't have 60,000 followers. No. Where did that idea, what was that idea born? Like, how did, how did that come about? How did you, you know, pursue that? Um, so uh, good question. When I was in multi-level marketing and we did weight loss products, the only way we could really scale and improve what we did is we had to take before and after photos of our clients. So say for example, I'd be like, BB, you want to, uh, build muscle, lose weight, you know, whatever it might be, or build some more endurance. You would agree. Oh, that's exactly what I want to do. I'd say, okay, great. Here's a kit for you. And I'd suggest a kit. You would take it and I'd say, listen, the only way you're ever really going to notice your product is by taking a before and after photo. So I'd have my clients in 2011 and 12, when I was starting the weight loss thing, agree to being on camera. And I would document their starting picture, their 30-day progress, their 60-day progress, and their 90-day progress. I would meet with a client bi-monthly, and I would take their measurements. So if they were feeling discouraged, I can say, hey, listen, we measured your, your thighs, your hips, your arms. You were doing this much. And then we would give them a shout out on social media. And for me, um, and it was cool because people would see the proof and they'd reach out to me like, oh, man, you helped my cousin lose weight. You helped them get in shape. And, you know, can you help me too? So I took that same philosophy and I put it into real estate. Now, I didn't, I have a formula that works for agents who want to get started in real estate right now using social media because I proved it with my team. But for me personally, it didn't start that way. I had a door knock. I had a cold call. I had to follow up. I had to go through all my savings. I had to get my car repossessed. It was really hard for me. But what happened was when I started to gain success in real estate, I was leveraging that proof of concept, the stories, and I would put it on social media so that other people could relate. There was something that someone, a mentor of mine had told me, and it was facts tell, stories sell. Facts tell, stories sell. So if you want to sell something to someone, you don't sell them on the square footage and the type of roof it is. And, oh my gosh, look at this foundation. You don't sell them on that. You sell them on the story where you had a family who, who, who came in and didn't believe they could buy their home or someone who's invested millions of dollars and they needed someone they could trust and you were the person. It's the story that, that someone's gonna relate to that's watching you. And if you can get that client of yours to talk about your services and how you overcame their problems, that's even a hundred times better because now you have a story that relates. And if you have the client telling that story, now it's not coming from you. It's much more believable. So you now, you, now you've attached, now you've connected with someone's heartstring and you've had the client talk about it. So now you have the proof of concept and it's much easier for people to approach us as the professionals and saying, hey, listen, you've helped someone I know or someone I can relate to you. Can you do that for me too? And so I started doing that with social media, posting videos and photos I would, I would document the home inspection. I would document the listing appointments. So when I would go to someone's house to list their home, I would ask them if it was okay to bring my camera crew. They said, yes. I'd bring one guy with a camera and walk in there, tell them what I had to do. I'd either get rejected on camera, I'd get accepted on camera, and I'd put that on social media too. And that's kind of where it started to take off. So I, I, what I learned in multi-level so marketing would, was- So you would take your camera like to go get a listing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a great strategy. That's a great it's, strategy. It's I'm not gonna lie though, it's a little it's a little awkward at first. Like even still to this day, it's a little awkward having to do it. But I have to, you know, I, one thing I like about you, BB, is you're huge on mindset and you're big on like developing 
you had told me like before podcasts and before anything that you do before writing your book, you center yourself and you say your affirmations and you get, you pray, you do those things. Yeah. So for me, so for me, and I love that because I, I do that too before my listing appointments. So before I go into this, <laughs> before, before I go into this, before I go into this awkward situation where I'm going to walk in meeting them for the first time, knowing I might get the no on camera, I still walk in there. I'm like, Oh shoot. I got this crew behind me. They're filming. And, but I have to center myself. So I'm sitting outside of my car and I have to tell myself, I have to have the conversation. Like, no, you are worthy. You are, you know, you're, you're highly Absolutely. favored. You're good on camera. You're going to get the yes. And so I still do that to this day. And I'll walk in there and um, there's been times where I've had no's on camera and there've been, a, and the clients are okay with being on camera. And right. there's been times of, and there's times where they said, nope, don't publish the information. We don't want it out there. Um, but I've documented everything's my point. And I've had to get myself in the mindset to do it. And I've had to be my biggest cheerleader uh, the entire time and then surround myself with people who believed in me too. So I can take these wild chances. Um, but again, you know, the ones who take the biggest risks are the ones who get the biggest rewards. Absolutely. There's one of the things that I, I put um, on Instagram on my stories today. And I say, surround yourself with the dreamers and the doers, the believers and thinkers. But most of all, surround yourself with those who see greatness within you, even when you don't see it in yourself. And you're definitely oh. one of those people that I, that kind of what this book is about. I've chosen to reach out to top producers where normally top producers are doing their thing and reach out to top producers because I feel there's a need for these stories because you weren't always a top producer. You no. know, you've been vulnerable to say, listen, my car got repossessed. Uh, you know, I left my job. I, I had to do different things to get to where I'm at. And some people don't realize they see the glory, but they don't see the sacrifice at times. And, and this is like a platform where you're like sharing your story. It's so empowering for someone that's going to hear this. Well, that's why I like, that's why when you presented the opportunity to, opportunity to me and you told me what the podcast was about and what your message is, I jumped on board with, without even thinking twice about it because you're right. There, there aren't many platforms out there or people expressing themselves at a vulnerable level in this business talking about what they went through. And, and I understand why. Because in this real estate business, you do have to have somewhat of, of a facade for people to approach you to a certain extent, right? But you said something a few minutes ago, which was, you know, you have to really embrace your story and be a human being because people want to do business with humans. They want to do business with someone who's real. And if you're getting out of a Ferrari on every single post and you're dressed in suits every single time, you're going to X a lot of the market out because people are going to think that, you know, they can't relate to you. You guys can't share common interests. and so. When it talks about getting real and talk about the vulnerability of it, I love that stuff because that's exactly what people want. People have problems. People have financial hardships. And so if they see that you're human in that way too, that's amazing. And, and on the flip side, for real estate agents who are out there, you know, you have a lot of top producers who are out there doing really, really well for themselves, but they don't talk about the hardship with their spouse. They don't talk about the late nights and the sacrifice time from their children. And I think that this it's a beautiful industry that we work in but unfortunately there's a lot of things that really cover the truth of what's happening so the platform you have is amazing and to people who are listening out there right now like 
understand there there will be challenges all the freaking time and when you think you figured something else out another problems around the freaking corner i mean you oh, think yes. you got yeah right i mean it's like yes. it's crazy in the real estate business man you're like oh my gosh i finally got i finally understood the escrow process and i finally got this fha deal then bam yeah you with the va and then oh no I, in my va offer here in california uh, the sellers are mandated to pay the section one termite clearance. And so there's so there, there was one time I thought I figured it all out and I wrote the contract up and I didn't put the section one termite clearance for a VA offer. And then when the, it was time to close, everyone was asking for the termite clearance. And I was like, what termite clearance? I'm like, it's a VA offer. The sellers have to pay for it. And I didn't negotiate it up front. We had to extend escrow. I had to pay out of my pocket for the termite clearance. And I never got a referral or anything back from that client. The most embarrassing humbling experience of my life and i was like oh my gosh but you know what it, baby it's a part of the journey it's a part of the process yeah and you know a lot of people see like you know when you're successful they i i share my story i put it out in my book i you know i went into my story i lost it all at one point um kind of like the same situation as you and currently there's always shifts in our business to take us to another level right um, I also saw one of your other two YouTube stories that you were sh you were shifting from one company to another and you were making this big move and, you know, you went to go talk to your mom, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I have a son of my own and said, oh my God, I hope my son grows up like him. And <laughs> you were so, it was, it was, it was so beautiful how, you know, you went with your fiance, you went with your family and you went to get her blessing because you really value her input in your life. And I just connected with you in that sense. And you were definitely one of those people that I connect with. I may not see you every day or know you for 10 years, but law of attraction. And like you said, your mindset and your belief system, you and I both believe in God. Other people have, you know, have their way of connecting to their higher beat, higher source. But your story is definitely empowering. One of the things you have an event that you actually put together for 2020. And I wanted to ask you about that because it's, it caught my attention. You're the founder of 2020 vision events and 2020 is a new decade. Where did this, what, what talk to us about your event and what you're doing as far as, do you have anything coming up or, you know, your coaching, what are you, what are you actually focusing right now on? So <clears throat> the 2020 vision events, that's, I created that with a couple of buddies of mine. And the whole goal was to give focus and attention to social media marketing for real estate agents as to what they need to be focusing on for the new year. You have a lot of books and publications and YouTube videos and things like that of people who talk about what to do. And then you have people who are expertise in social media marketing and their and their realm. And then you have people who are excellent social media um, in real estate, but they don't sell real estate. There's a couple of people that come to mind. And where are the people in, in social media who are actually doing the work, have done it for many years, know what to avoid and have the results to prove it, but they're active sell they're active in selling real estate and when i looked across the market there were only a handful of people that were doing it and so i, I had an idea which was and this was late last year that i wanted to host an event at the very beginning of the year uh to bring people together bring some of the top influential people on social media to just teach on what they know and how to get business from it so i within i talked about it in december 
the beginning of January, we booked the venue. Uh, the second week of uh, the first week of January, we also booked all the speakers. And then I created an Eventbrite, created a Facebook page, and we went out and just started blasting it via email and social media to prove that we can do this. The event was on January 20th. We had the largest room at the Marriott here in San Diego, and we sold out. Actually, we were over capacity, 240 people in attendance. Wow. In a room that only held 210, and we did it all in seven days. We went oh seven days, 220 seven people days. showed up. It was incredible. So it just shows you like the thirst that people have for social media and the need that's out there. And we, we, we did it. We did it. We, I told the speakers, I, I said, listen, no jargon. When you go on stage, no jargon, no fluff, get straight to the point. What do you know? Teach these people something tangible they can walk away with. And during my segment, on social media marketing, I talked about the psychology of dress. I talked about the psychology of colors. I talked about branding and I talked about the import, the importance of treating social media like your resume. And I think for a lot of millennials, when I'm looking out online, there, and this is me just being honest, too many millennials and young people in this day and age, they're trying, they're marketing, they're marketing themselves to be cool. And cool is cool for a little bit, but cool is not going to get you business long term. Because at the end of the day, in this type of transaction, with this amount of money and emotion involved, people want a professional. Absolutely. And they want someone they, they, they trust can get the job done. So it's cool to be, you know, to have mimosas every Sunday and go to brunch and lunch every single day. And you're posting about it on social media if that's what you want. But understand that's rarely going to translate into business because social media is your resume. And I tell, this is one message that I'm very passionate about, that if you're not willing to put that on a listing appointment or a buyer consultation, don't post it on social media. <laughs> I like that. You know, one of the things that I, I love about, and I wanted to talk about your 2020 vision. Um, when I reached out to you, it was really on the way that you present yourself. Uh, you're very sharp in how you dress. And I'm very intuitive when I read people. I don't need to like know you very well to kind of read you, which is what I talk about. And I coach the intuitive selling process. And it's funny how you say you did this in seven days because the intuitive selling process is seven steps. And, <laughs> and, and, and we're really getting to, we're really getting to like the nitty gritty in this um, podcast, but your 2020 vision, what you're saying is so true. People want to work with professionals and people that are experts in whatever their field is. And I've come across some coaches right now doing real estate or coaching on real estate realtors that haven't even sold one house. Amen. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm telling you, sister, it is crazy. The experts crazy. that are out there right now. Crazy. Yeah. So I'm glad that both of us and our businesses are authentic. We've, we've, we've lost, we've been, we, we've lost things. We've, we know the challenges of it is what it is to do like the traditional selling versus the non-traditional selling i'm non-traditional you're totally non-traditional in your ways of doing business and i love that you shared with us that you are documenting your life and you're just putting it out there 100 that's it i document everything i'm honest about who i am i don't try to be someone i'm not um i i i again this is a profession right we're right. no different we're no different in my opinion than an attorney a doctor things like that we should up we should hold ourselves to the high level those, those high standards that we have and not only that a rising tide lifts all ships so if we have 
If there are certain people who are tainting the business or tainting our images as real estate agents, it actually damages our industry as a whole. And I know that I'm just one agent in, in the entire world who sells real estate, but I also know for a fact that it, it's like it's like recycling, right? If we all contribute just a little bit, everybody contributes just a little bit, it has a big impact and it only requires a little effort. And so us as real estate professionals, if all of us learn to dress well and, and to study and become true, profession, true, true professionals in our industry, then, then we can uphold our 6% commissions. We can, we can justify 6%. We can justify perhaps charging our buyers you know, a retainer fee because there's no guarantee that they're going to buy. Absolutely. You know, right? And, but but 1,000%. If we're, if, we're if, we're, if we're lacking value and our only value is we're cool or we're, you know, we don't know too much information, there's a 1,000 real estate agents to choose from, then of course. So it's my job to make sure that I do my little part to have a big impact. Well, I thank you for sharing your wisdom and your passion and your vulnerability on this podcast. I feel that where I'm going to put on this podcast description where you can follow Gabe, but also if you could just mention where you want them to follow you mostly, because I know that you have a 2020 vision event and you have other information that you do as a team. If you can share that with us here, that'd be great. Yeah, definitely. So if you guys want to connect with me, you guys can connect. The best place is Instagram. My Instagram handle is San Diego Realtor Gabe Mendez. San Diego Realtor Gabe Mendez. That's the best place to connect with me. From there, you'll find my YouTube. From there, you'll find the 2020 Vision events. From there, you'll find our Facebook, our Yelp, and everything else. And you'll you'll kind of get to visually see what I'm about, dress code, the things that we talk about, um, and all that other stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to continue our collaboration and our growth in our businesses and wishing you much continued success in your business. Thank you, Gabe, for being part of this episode one, Dream Big. And baby, I just want to tell you, you're doing an amazing freaking job, sister. Keep it up. I love how you're empowering people to do their make changes and how you do it with a smile. You're such an amazing person. And I definitely want to connect with you more about learning more about myself and my intuition because you're very intelligent. So thank you. Thank you so much, Gabe. Have a great one. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Tuition, because you're very intelligent, so thank you. Thank you so much, Gabe. Realtor 90 Day Kickstart, the guide to earn six figures with the intuitive selling process. Chapter 5. Dream Big. Dream Big. Have fun and be happy are all part of manifesting your desires. You have to love what you do or learn to love what you do. People want to be around others who are happy. We all know there is someone who makes us feel good when we are with them. Well, this is the way you want your buyers, sellers to think of you. When you say you want to take your real estate business to the next level, make sure you have fun as you do it. It's proven that happiness affects productivity. Companies like Google have invested in making their employees feel good. This, in exchange, raised their customer satisfaction by 37%, as reported by Inc.com. Customers and clients select realtors to work with them because of their connection. So make sure you're having fun and are happy. Vision Board. A vision board of dream or is a collage of images, pictures, and affirmations of one's dreams and desires. 
designed to serve as a source of inspiration to motivate and to use the law of attraction to attain goals. Your next project will be to create a vision board of the life you want. You will start by getting a poster board or cardboard and making a circle in the middle and placing your why. In the middle of the circle, you'll place a picture of your why. On the top left corner, you will place your financial goals. On the bottom left corner, place your spiritual goals. In the top middle above your why circle, you will place the word that popped up in your ISP five visualization meditation. On the top right corner, place your business goals. On the bottom right corner, your health goals. As I said, you want to play and have fun. You can also make this a family project or invite a group of friends over. You can even make this a community event for home buyers and get it sponsored by a lender. Ideas are unlimited. Spread the word and have fun. Make sure you share on our Facebook page, your vision board. A vision board is a very powerful tool that will project your vision of the future. Your subconscious mind will work wonders when you give it statements. When statements and affirmations are visions of your goals, now your subconscious will make it your reality. This is a tool that represents your future and where you're going in life. An image that serves as a daily reminder of your dreams, goals, and your ideal life. The vision board will stimulate your emotions, which will activate a vibration within you. Law of Attraction. Did you ever see the movie or read the book, The Secret by Rhonda? If not, it's about the law of attraction. Another popular book about this is Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. These are books that hold a very special place in my heart and change my life. They're filled with great advice and inspirational information. My intention is that this book impacts the lives of many people in the most powerful, positive way and makes a difference. I am an example that this process works and I have applied it to my life and career as a realtor. If you believe and choose to follow this guide, you'll be able to make six figures selling homes. Our minds are tools. They can attract what we want in our lives. Understanding the seven laws of attraction below will give you a different alignment to your desires. Below, I have listed seven laws of attraction. The law of manifestation, anything that is focused on constantly so you make sure you stay on a positive thought. Everything we think about is a mirror of what we attract. Your mind is a powerful tool of manifestation. Two, the law of magnetism. The energy you put out is the energy you get back. Three, the law of unwavering desire. All intentions that you have must be stable. Four, the law of delicate balance. We must balance ourselves by appreciating and enjoying what we have now and always. Five, the law of harmony. We're most aligned with ourselves and all that surrounds us. Six, the law of right action. The law is all about how we treat others. Doing a right thing each day, such as helping others and loving others, which brings more positivity in our lives. 7. The Law of Universal Influence 
Ripple effects are energies that affect everyone around us. Understand these rules and practice them daily. If you want to rewire yourself, there are seasons of change. Habits and routine can't be created and serve our highest purpose without change. Yogi Bhajan states, the mind has capacity to act like a recorder. A habit enters the recorder and then begins automatically to play itself back in your behavior, feelings, and thoughts. Layer after layer of habit forms in the subconscious mind of each person. Use with awareness. Habits help you act quick, quickly and automate actions that require little change. Use without a relationship between you and the mind. They steal your spontaneity, uniqueness, and projection. You have a choice. Live in excellence and awareness or live subject to your stereotypes of your subconscious habits. It takes 40 days to break a habit, 90 days to gain the new habit, 120 days, and you are the habit. A thousand days, you are the master of it. Setting intentions. Setting intentions is shooting stars out of the universe and being showered with blessings. Your dreams are the set point of your manifestations through the emotions you are feeling and thoughts you think. Think and reflect on something that you attracted without putting effort. Buying this book is an example of setting intentions and how it all works. You first felt the emotion, the desire to have success as a realtor and earn more money. Then was the thought, I want a book that helps me in real estate to make more money. You see, you set the intention and the law of attraction happen as you found this book. Now it's manifested. You didn't have to tell me to write this book. You attracted it. You are the creator of your destiny. Therefore, you can earn six figures real estate selling homes. When you first meet a client, there's a set point of intention. You are part of what they are attracting in their experience. So the very start of working relationship sets a tone to the process. Understanding what to expect and how it will all work out all makes the process flow and feel good to everyone. Working and creating magic for them as you are you for yourself is the manifestation of your buyer slash seller relationship and your desires. Selling the American dream of owning a home is creating harmony and happiness within you and your clients. Always make sure that your intentions are for the best interest of the buyers and sellers. All transactions have a set point of intention that the realtor creates. Embrace change. You have been evolving from the moment you purchase this book and embrace change. Your subconscious and are activated. It's now part of your vibration. Therefore, keep your momentum going, keep going, keep reading as this book is subconsciously shifting you into what you desire in your life. You are doing the work that will create a meaningful, fun, happy, and abundant way of life. Every day, you will be nurturing the growth of your career, health, finances, family life, and all of the above. Embracing this change will attract prospects for your business, so enjoy your growth. Make sure you share on Facebook all the positive shifts that happen in your life. I'd like to welcome to follow me on Instagram 
at bbbengochea. There you will find links to join in the groups and on Facebook and all other information regarding workshops and coaching. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram, bbbengochea. In my link bio, you will find links to get a copy of my free book and all the social medias so you can stay connected to me and upcoming events. Also, in this episode's description box, you'll have details and links for the guest information. Don't forget to subscribe to podcasts. Rate and make sure if you really enjoyed this episode, review and comment.